welcome back, everyone, to the Boozy Bracketology podcast where we have strong drinks, strong opinions, and we're crowning champions. Tonight, we have the second part of our best restaurants bracket. I am your host. I'm Marissa. And tonight, I am drinking, <laughs> yet again, Sierra Nevada, wild little thing. It's a delicious sour, probably one of the best just in the grocery stores that you can buy that's not at a local brewery. So I'm going to throw it over to the man on the other side of my house, Jeffrey. What are you drinking tonight? Well, I sure am glad I'm the man on the other side of the house. (laughs) Boy, this would have been awkward if you went to Chris again. (laughs) Uh, Hi, uh, I'm Jeff. I don't have a problem with my drinking. It's called a podcast. Uh, I am also drinking the same thing I was drinking in our last show, coincidentally, um, although a new refill of it. And that is the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Uh, and again, much like last show, still forgot the store name. Total Wine. Total Wine. That's the store. I don't go there enough to care. Total Wine store pick. It's great. And it needs to last longer than one of these rounds. So uh, we're going to work on that tonight. We're going to head down the road over to Chris. What are you drinking tonight, Chris? Uh, I've got a bottle kill update. I just killed off my last bottle of Buffalo Trace, and it's in my glass right now. Ooh. And uh, it's good, actually. It's it's tasting pretty good tonight. Um, yeah, I know, Jeff. Wow. Uh, because I'm not drinking it straight. I, I, don't, I can't say Buffalo Trace straight. I've talked about this. I don't know why. It's a really, really good mixing bourbon. Just straight, I can't do it. So I've got to mix a little bit of uh, ginger ale. Very nice. It's a pretty classic drink for you. Pinky's up. We're going to head over to the great state of Alabama and hear from Mike and Nikki. What are you guys drinking? So I'm drinking um, some more of my uh, bootlegged uh, dry farm wines. Um, I will say, like, I totally recommend this company. Um, Mike and I um, went to Italy for our honeymoon, spent like two and a half great weeks there. And I will say the wines that they send are very uh, reminiscent of that kind of they feel like very like Chianti, like sitting at a nice Italian bistro. So uh, if they ever want to sponsor us, Dry Farm Wines. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I and I am drinking a um, beer from a local brewery here in Huntsville called Straight to Ale. I think I've had it on the podcast before. It's an oatmeal stout with coffee, uh, and it's getting kind of late, so I thought it uh, fit. It's called Stout at the Devil. Let's open that puppy up there. It's a delicious stout. Uh, I love coffee stouts. Um, I've had some that don't hit the mark, but this one absolutely does. It's fantastic. I want that in my belly right now. (laughs) Yeah, every time you bring that one up, I'm like, I always want to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Come to Huntsville. There we go. I don't want it that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if they ever want to sponsor us, straight to ale. (laughs) And we're going to head over to Texas. And check in with Steven. Steven, do you have another Diet Dr. Pepper tonight? You know, I usually don't drink, but if I continue to uh, realize how much worse I am at Mario 64 than I was when I was 14, I might take it up. Because <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Can you get a Dewey for drinking and driving in Mario 64? 
No, you get a Dewey for drinking and driving a Mario Kart. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Does anyone call it a Dewey? <laughs> oh, only seasoned professionals. No, we don't. <laughs> you get enough of them, it just gets too long to say the whole thing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump right on in. Your order tonight is Nikki, Jeff, Steven, Chris, and Mike. And your first matchup of the night in our second half, our second quadrant of our bracket is Bob Evans versus Cracker Barrel. Nikki? Yeah, all right. So Bob Evans versus Cracker Barrel. Um, you know, we, we kind of said before, like, I don't know, Mike and I have, uh, we, we just, we're not huge sit down chains all the time. I mean, we, we've, I've eaten them in the past, but, um, but one that I have an extremely fond memory of is Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker Barrel. Um, that's one of those ones that when you're driving cross country, you can always find a Cracker Barrel and you sit and eat and they have the little pegs and you put the pegs in the board. It's an experience. You know, they have the, the signs everywhere. Um, and those hash brown casseroles that they have, delicious. I can always eat their hash brown casserole. Um, so for the taste and the experience, I'm going with Cracker Barrel. And Cracker Barrel picks up a point. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I think this one seems like a real easy one to vote on emotionally. Um, it, at least for me, Cracker Barrel has kind of always been that place that no matter what road trip you're going on or where you're going, you have to make a stop at a Cracker Barrel. Um, it's just kind of that 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 place you go to at least once on the trip. Um, but Bob Evans is also a restaurant, and I think that people have gone there before. Uh, I myself have gone there once and remember almost nothing about it. Uh, so if I'm voting emotionally, I'm going to vote Cracker Barrel. If I'm voting on food quality, I'm going to vote Cracker Barrel. If I'm going to vote on the style and quantity and quality of the moo moo that I can buy in the store on my way out, I'm also going with Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so for me, it's Cracker Barrel. And Cracker Barrel has picked up another point. Steven? So the trick to the T-jumping game, don't <laughs> use one of the corner pieces, like where it's really thin on the triangle as your empty hole. You want to put it in the middle of a five roll. That's going to allow you to concentrate your T's as you jump. You're going to at least be able to get two. You look a little forethought, you're going to be able to beat it and really impress your friends. Um, yeah, this is easily Cracker Barrel. Uh, for some reason, we haven't mentioned the biscuits and gravy yet. Uh, we haven't mentioned the fact that they will, like, roast your chicken and corn, even though I'm not a big corn person. They will roast it inside an aluminum foil like it's a campfire. It's a really good food experience that, for some reason, no one else really kind of quite emulates correct. So, Cracker Barrel all the way for me. And there's no way that Bob Evans is going to come back. But, Chris, we'd like to hear what you have to say. I have a hard time kind of separating out the food at Cracker Barrel from the store. Um, and that's just because I always go to the, I always go to Cracker Barrel and I eat my breakfast and then I get out and I buy like a crap ton of candy in their store. 
because they have the rock candy and they've got the the orange slices. They got a bunch of stuff at Cracker Barrel, and then inevitably I'm going to find something on in there for like, oh, my wife would really like that, or my mom would really like that. Um, it, you want a country breakfast? I mean, the Cracker Barrel uh, biscuits and gravy are solid. They really are, and it's good sausage gravy. And I'm I'm a New England kid, but when I went to school in Tallahassee. I had biscuits and gravy a lot. If you can't tell, I had it a lot. Um, the biscuits and gravy alone at Cracker Barrel win this for me. I've been to Bob Evans a couple times. And you know the last time I went to a Bob Evans? So my car broke down. And I didn't have a way to get home. So I walked to Bob Evans and had breakfast. It was okay. But Cracker Barrel's pretty decent, actually. Uh, the pricing, I think Bob Evans is a better price. But for the quality of the food, Cracker Barrel. Plus, where else am I going to be able to go out there, sit in a, for no cost whatsoever, I can sit in a rocking chair and play checkers on a mat that is meant to go on the floor. Cracker Barrel is a better option. So uh, I have a lot of things that I can say about Cracker Barrel, and I get to save them all for later rounds. So right now, um, all I'll say about Bob Evans is I honestly just don't really have anything to say about Bob Evans. I've eaten there a handful of times, and it's fine. But Cracker Barrel, to me, is clearly the superior restaurant. So let's get my vote, and we'll talk more about it later. And we're leading off with a sweep. Cracker Barrel takes that matchup. And we're moving on to Jack in the Box versus Steak and Shake. Jeff? So this is one I had to take a minute on and think about, um, purely because we don't, I believe, have any Jack in the Boxes near us. Um, I'm not even sure if there's any in Orlando that we could have possibly stopped at. Um, but at one point in my life, I was in San Diego. And when I was in San Diego, I believe I had the tacos at Jack in the Box. And if the only thing that I can tell you about Jack in the Box is that they have the best car antenna toppers... For me, it's got to be Steak and Shake. Uh, I spent some time working at Steak and Shake, and I can tell you, it's a restaurant. It has food, and it's fine. But I can't really tell you much else about Jack in the Box. They've got car toppers, and I think they had cheap tacos. I don't know. That, that's my choice, Steak and Shake. Steven. So the trick with Jack in the Box is you got to get the mini tacos because they quickly dissolve into sort of a taco mush that you can spoon. And it's actually, despite my description of it just now, it's actually pretty good. Um, that being said, it's not a great uh, fast food restaurant. It doesn't stick out above any of the rest. And um, Steak and Shake... Uh, yeah, I love Steak and Shake. It's great. It's open 24 hours. It was like one of the few 24-hour places open when I was in high school. So I went to Steak and Shake a hell of a lot and had me a lot of Frisco melts. And uh, even though I think it's actually gone downhill since those days, like I feel they've cheapened up the menu a little bit, I still prefer Steak and Shake over Jack in the Box. Steak and Shake's picked up at second point. Chris? All right, so pro and con list time here. So uh, first off, um, 
If I wanted to wait 37 minutes in a drive-thru to get my burger, I would go to Steak and Shake. I can't remember the last time I've ever wanted to walk into a Steak and Shake to eat. No, I can't. It was in college because it was 3 o'clock in the morning and my roommate, Stephen, your brother, wanted to go to Steak and Shake. Um, and so at 3 o'clock in the morning, we drove out to whatever that down Tennessee Street the other way, not the cool way near campus near the bars, but no, out towards the Walmart and had Steak and Shake out there. And that was it was good. Like th- their burgers are solid. The thing I love about steak and shake is the fact that when I actually order a large fry at steak and shake, they give me literally the size of a two liter of French fries. It's huge. It's so many French fries, but they're not good French fries. They're terrible French fries. Um, Jack in the box to me has got the better options. Uh, the tacos are actually decent. Uh, maybe the minority here, the Jack in the box French fries, pretty damn good. I like them. Their burgers leave a lot to be desired. Uh, but with that being said, like if I'm driving somewhere, I'm not because I'm not going into. St- I'm 37 years old. I'm not going into Steak and Shake anymore. It's just not going to happen ever again in my life. Where I'm going to be like, I'm going to go into a Steak and Shake unless my car breaks down. And there's not a Bob Evans nearby. Not going to happen. With that being said, um, I'm going to drive through a place. I'm not going to drive through Steak and Shake ever again. 38 minutes to cook that burger. This should not take that long. Every Steak and Shake I've gone to has taken forever to get my food at a drive through. Why do they have a drive through? It makes no sense because you can't do it fast. Um, Jack in the Box is better. Uh, it's it for quickness getting in and out. I'll go Jack in the Box, and their fries are actually pretty damn good. And Jack in the Box picks up a point. Mike. So I have zero affinity for either of these restaurants. Quite frankly, uh, Jack in the Box will always hold a special place in my heart uh, for one reason alone. Uh, Jack in the Box is the very first place that I ever went through a drive-thru driving myself to order food. And for whatever reason, I was terrified to do that because I thought I was going to like hit the curb and pop a tire or something like that. I have no idea why. To my recollection, that is also the only time I've ever gone to a Jack in the Box. I'm sure there were others. Don't recall them. Not sure I care. Uh, Steak and Shake, I turned to Nikki and I said, I'm guessing by their name they have, they have pretty good milkshakes. I think I might have had one of their milkshakes. Again... Don't really remember it. Um, if I believe, if if I'm correct, it's two for Steak and Shake and one for Jack in the Box. So uh, even though I arbitrarily had Steak and Shake written down, I'm going to vote for Jack in the Box to make Nikki make the decision. <laughs> <laughs> and would anyone like to use a buzzer beater to break up this tie? Nope. I don't care enough. All right, Nikki. I don't think people care enough about that. Um yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if this is a West Coast, East Coast thing, but, you know, I mainly grew up on the West Coast, um, and I just don't remember seeing many steak and shakes. Like, I don't know, like there was, but there was a Jack in the Box on every freaking corner. Like, there was tons of Jack in the Boxes. Um, so based on that, I guess, you know, I remember Jack in the Box having a pretty decent spicy chicken sandwich. I did like their spicy chicken sandwich. Um... I don't honestly know if I've eaten at a Steak and Shake. I just can't remember. So for that reason, I guess I'm going to pick Jack in the Box, even though I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I'll go with Jack in the Box. And Jack in the Box takes that matchup. Now, Nikki, I have a quick question for you. As a California girl, is it true that there's no Cracker Barrels in California because of all the tchotchkes and earthquakes? Um, I think that is true. I don't think there is many Cal like I think there is a couple in California, but it's rare to find them. Um, like they think there might be a Cracker Barrel in Bakersfield, but there's a bunch in Arizona. So 
I don't know. I, I know. Think I just there's one in Bakersfield, but but I, I'm not 100. percent But I, I think yeah. There's one in I, know. I I could I look that up myself. Baker- I'm not. I'm not 100. But for some reason, Bakersfield is coming to mind as like being like the only place in California with a cracker bro. But it is a thing, and it for, California for, has lots of issues. But that yeah. <laughs> for, for, for some reason, I think that's why we drove through Bakersfield when we were driving out to Nashville right, yeah. before college. It is well, from California. Well, because I remember we only went to Cracker Bro on road trips, and when I I actually went to college in Northern Arizona for one year. And there was a Cracker Barrel in Flagstaff, so I was at that Cracker Barrel like every other week because I was so excited. <laughs> so. Jeff, you held up fingers. There's six. Yeah, a quick uh, Google search led me to the fact that there are six. Okay. In California. Okay, interesting. All right. <laughs> well, considering there's like two like across the street from us, that's yeah. pretty. <laughs> a quick search of the Jack and Box website told me that the closest Jack in the Box to us, Jeff, is in Anderson, South Carolina. So if you ever want to make a road <laughs> okay. trip. You're driving yourself. Yeah. There's a lot. I felt like in San Diego, there was like a million Jack in the Boxes. So I don't know. That's, a, that's what I recall as well. All right. And moving on. We're back to pizza. But this time, it's Little Caesars versus Hungry Howie's. Steven? Steven? So... The question here is entirely value, because that's what Little Caesars is in the world. It's $5, and it's absolute garbage, but it's $5, and there's a lot of it. And I have survived through several months based on that $5 hot and ready Little Caesars ship pizza. That being said, uh, quality-wise, Hungry Howie's is clearly the better piece of pizza. It's still not good. It's still You would still be better served by any local pizza joint that was being... Uh, not corporate, not franchise, but you know what? I think even though I do believe that Hungry House is the better pizza, I think the better value uh, is clearly – well, it's only like – here, I'm saying this. It's like two bucks more. So no, I'm going to go with Hungry House. It's worth the two bucks for Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie's picks up a point. Chris? Uh, it's a dollar more, I think. I think it's uh, like five ninety nine at Hungry Howie's and five dollars at Little Caesars. Um, with that being said, either one of these, I'm eating over Papa John's or Pizza Hut. I don't care. Come at me. Um, Little Caesars is a five dollar pizza. Uh, or I can get you know three or four little. I can get four Little Caesars pizza, and the price I can go to Boardwalk and get one of their large pizzas. I'm gonna have Boardwalk all day long because Boardwalk's amazing pizza. But when I was poor, or when I was unemployed especially, a Little Caesars pizza would give me two meals, and I had Little Caesars a lot. But the kicker here is the Cajun crust at Hungry Howie's. That Cajun crust is insanely good. It makes up for the fact that their pizza almost feels like a sponge, but it tastes good. It does feel like a sponge, though. I can't explain it. It feels like I'm eating. It feels like I'm eating a a sponge from the kitchen sink, but it actually tastes pretty good. So both of them, they're not as bad as the two pizza chains we talked about before. But hungry Howie's just the Cajun crust is going to get it for me. Mike, Chris, you ignorant slut. <laughs> no, uh, 
I first of all, I, I mean, I think that the two pizza chains we talked about before are both clearly better than Little Caesars. For some reason, Little Caesars was the pizza that uh, the previous company that I worked for always wanted to order on the uh, admittedly very rare occasions that we had uh, pizza parties at work. And I just did not care for it at all. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Hungry Howie's. Uh, Shortly before uh, we began this uh, podcast, I was looking at the uh, bracket and I turned to my wife and I said, Hungry Howie's, is that pizza? <laughs> and she said, yes. Uh, ergo, that makes this comparison legitimate. So I'm going for Hungry Howie's over Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki? Oh, is it my, uh, it's yeah, my, oh, it's my turn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. I will have to disagree. I mean, I think I think Pizza Hut and Papa John's are better than these two chains, to be honest. Um, I don't like either. Uh Hungry Howie's, I just remember we got it like I, I remember being younger. Again, I haven't had it in years, so again, maybe I just need to revisit. But I remember having it like at a birthday party when I was younger, and I just remember like spitting it out. It was that bad. It was gross. Um, and Little Caesars, we actually had at my, like, my high school, they served it on the cart, like, we got everything a la carte, and they had Little Caesars pizza, and I will say sometimes, like, if you're just looking for, like, a personal pan pizza, Little Caesars personal pan pizzas are actually better than their large pizzas, I don't know why, I guess, because they finally managed to get a little bit of sauce on them, because usually there's no sauce on the pizza, <laughs> So, I think the fact that they can get a little sauce on the personal pan pizza, I'm going to go with uh, Little Caesars. And Little Caesars hanging in there, but it's not enough. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I don't have to make an impassioned plea at this point. Um, because there's a lot to be said about Hungry Howie's. And, you know, Little Caesars is cheap. I can't tell you how many nights and days and weeks that I've come home to a house of, full of friends and there's a, a a pile of Coors Light boxes and a pile of uh, Little Caesars boxes and you just know, depending on how big that pile is, how good of a night you had. Um, but now I'm in my 30s and that doesn't happen anymore. So I would have also gone the pizza choice here, Hungry Howie's. And Hungry Howie's comes out of that matchup. Moving on to breakfast. You've got Waffle House taking on IHOP. Steven? What I want oh. is my goddamn hash browns smothered, covered, chopped, and stacked. I messed up. <laughs> I'm stopping Steven. I messed up. It's actually Chris. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So what I want for my hash browns. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, so one of my favorite pieces of trivia is the fact that FEMA has a statistic called the Waffle House Index. It'll tell you how severe a storm is, is expected to be. Um, Mike and I guest starred on a podcast called Things I Got Wrong. We, that was a trivia question we asked. Um, and the fact that Waffle House manages to stay open after a storm hits and their 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 turnaround time and their stability is, is there is actually really kind of cool. 
but they call it tougher than a Waffle House steak for a reason. It's the, their food's not great. Um, I have much more fond memories of IHOP, although I'm not a huge IHOP fan now. Leah and I have they just opened. It's brand new. It's across the street from our house. We've been there a couple times, and it does kind of feel like all their food tastes the same, but I can chew it, and that's something. Um, I don't like the fact that both these restaurants charge me for milk. Uh, you know, it's like $3 every time I want a large glass of milk, and they look at me funny because I'm a 37-year-old man ordering a glass of milk. I don't like that. I don't need the side eye, Karen. You can just, just please give me my food. Or Tony, 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 just give me my damn food. That was our waiter last time. Tony, give me my damn food. I don't, yes, I want a third glass of milk. Please, I will, you're losing. I'm done. I'm done. IHOP is better. I'm out. Okay, Homelander. Mike, what do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> so... So actually, this is this is one that I struggled with mightily. Uh, IHOP, uh, I think that uh, when I think of IHOP, I think of the Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity, uh, which is usually what I got at IHOP um, when I ate there. But the last time I ate at IHOP, it's been forever. Uh, when I think of Waffle House, I think of uh, I think of their their great hash browns. I think of a place that I have. Uh, I think of OK Waffles, obviously. Um, that for some reason, because I'm a weird person when it comes to butter on my waffles or pancakes, I immediately take the glob of butter and move it to the side. I know I'm weird. Um, but more than anything, I think of a place that I have seldom ever eaten at before midnight. And then I think of a friend of mine from college who rode crew. His name was Mike Fry. And, uh, he swore up and down that the character Fry from Futurama was based on him because he lived next door to one of the writers from Futurama. Um, but anyway, he rode crew and he would come by at about two in the morning when we were in college because he knew that me and my roommates would be awake and he would periodically come by and be like, you guys up for a Waffle House run? The answer to that is always yes. Uh, and I had many, many fond experiences, uh, eating at Waffle House, uh, with those guys. And for that reason, I'm voting for Waffle House. Mickey. Yeah, so again, I'm I'm weird. I just don't like breakfast. I don't like breakfast food. I it, I never really want breakfast. Um, so when I have to pick between two breakfast places, I don't know what to pick. But at the same time, it's a weird thing. I, when I was pregnant with Penny, I wanted egg McMuffins. When I was pregnant with Abby, I wanted a lot of pancakes. So I thought about choosing IHOP for that reason because of pancakes. But then I remembered taking some road trips with my family and everything like that. And again, it's kind of like a Cracker Barrel thing. We always stopped at a Waffle House. Um, like my my dad and my brother like always loved um, the waffles. Me and my mom would try to get a burger even though they never would have one. Um, but I'm going to go with Waffle House because I do remember fondly the uh, hash browns. So I'm going to go with Waffle House. Jeff, are we going to make this Waffle House a Waffle Home? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, I think we will. Uh, I love breakfast. Um, there's so many great breakfast places and so many great to choose from. Um, and, and neither one of these are those. Um, but they are breakfast places. I'm not actually sure of which of these I've been to. Um, if you can jog my memory, I think we stopped at one of these places after we were up in Gainesville for Gator Growl. Um, I think it might have been Waffle House. 
Any recollection of that? I don't remember. Yeah, that don't remember much. Um, so, yeah, let's go Waffle House. That seems like a place that has food. And that was a GMM reference, by the way, before. If no one ever gets it, it's okay. Steven? So, stop me if you've heard this before. But what I want for my goddamn hash browns is to have them smothered, covered, capped, and stacked. And I know that that's the secret code that you're supposed to order them in for the Waffle House if you want those toppings. Because in the 11 gajillion times I have been to a Waffle House in my life, not one damn time has the waitress bought me a single serving that is smothered, covered, capped, and stacked. I don't know what it is. I don't know how more how more I could articulate it. I don't know how I can point it out. I've made like underlining references. I've pointed to it on the menu. I've tried using both the secret code and not the secret code. And not one goddamn time have I ever gotten my hash bounds smothered, covered, stacked, and capped. So I'm voting for IHOP just because the Waffle House hates me and I hate it. <laughs> Wow. That was very passionate. What, what is what is stacked? Capped is mushrooms. What is stacked? Uh, I believe Somebody Google that. that. Well, smothered is the chili. Uh, it's the, I think it's the onions. Okay. I know that yeah, all four are the ones I want because I've memorized my order just to see. At this point, it's a chess game just to see if it'll ever happen. I'll tell you this. <laughs> if I ever get it right, I'm leaving a $100 tip. Waffle House employees, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, right. I applaud Stephen for not getting his order correct, for them never getting his order correct, and he keeps going back. Like, that's insane. <laughs> that, that is commitment. But it maybe they'll get it changed, because Waffle House is moving on. It's a science experiment. Your next match is Taco Bell and KFC, which is ironically usually together. Mike? Uh, so, so actually, yeah, that's funny. Um, you say that, and the first time that I ever saw a Taco Bell and KFC together was, that I can recall at least, was when we moved here uh, to the greater Huntsville area, and there was one up the road. Um, and I think that it's no longer together. I think they, like, separated the Taco Bell out or something like that. Anyway, I don't – neither here nor there. But apparently that's a thing, so that, that makes me feel a little better. Um you know, it's been said before in the previous episode, if I want if I want Mexican food, I, I'm probably I'm not going to it was said before, I'm not going to Chipotle or Kyoba, I'm not going to Taco Bell either. And quite frankly, if I want fried chicken, I'm not going to KFC. Um, but of those two, I think that if I want one of those and fast food is the option. I, I think I would probably just prefer KFC. I love, I, I, I mean, I do like their, their original recipe and their, I mean, I grew up on that a lot as a kid. I don't think I'd like it anymore. Quite frankly, I cannot remember the last time I've eaten at either one of these restaurants. I'm fairly certain it was not as an adult. Uh, for some reason, the whole Taco Bell fourth meal thing never took off for me. Uh, but, but I remember having better memories of KFC as a kid than I did Taco Bell. So I'm voting for KFC. Nikki? Yeah, and the whole um, KFC connected to a Taco Bell thing, that's been fairly recent. 
that I've seen a lot of those. And I actually went, it was, I mean, it was a while ago. This is, again, just I had a random, like, craving when I was pregnant. And I went to the KFC to order chicken, fried chicken. Oh, I'm sorry. We're out of chicken. What? Like, (laughs) how are you out of chicken? But they're like, oh, we have Taco Bell. I'm like, okay, that's not at all what I wanted. But okay. Um... So, I don't know. I think there's better chicken places. So, I think of the sake of, like, comparing the two, knowing that there's better chicken places, at least Taco Bell's a little different. It's the only really fast food Mexican, even though, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chipotle is and all that, but it's not it's not drive-through. And Taco Bell does have a pretty good Mexican pizza. I do like their Mexican pizza. So, for that reason, just to differentiate, guys said that. But I could not say that right. Um, I'm going to go with Taco Bell simply because it is at least outside the bun, you know. (laughs) Jeff? Uh, Well, I do have bad news to report. Taco Bell has canceled the Mexican pizza. Hashtag canceled. And bring back my damn Fiesta potatoes. Is it too much to ask? I just need a Mexican restaurant with potatoes, please. Uh, so for me, this one's really easy. Uh, I like fried chicken. It's good. But I don't ever go to KFC. If I want fried chicken, I'm literally going anywhere else. But if I want fast food, I probably don't want a burger. I want a taco. So for me, it's got to be Taco Bell. And Taco Bell picks up its second point of the night. Steven? So I think the thing that I really admire about Taco Bell is that even though it's not very good food, somehow about every six weeks, they take meat, cheese, lettuce, and a tortilla, put it in a slightly different order, and are able to convince me that it's a brand new item on their menu. And for the sheer chutzpah of trying to sell me the exact same four ingredients stacked slightly different for the past 20 years, and successfully doing so, I've got to give it to Taco Bell, just for that alone. And Taco Bell picks up its third vote for the night. Chris? Yeah, so not not going to belabor a point here. Taco Bell's moving on, and I'll talk more about Taco Bell later. Uh, KFC, look, I remember as a kid we would get it. Um, I'm not a fried chicken guy, but I did remember as a kid I liked their mashed potatoes um, and gravy, but I had it recently, and it's so over-processed. Like it's, you can't tell it's potatoes anymore. It's just, it, it feels like it's been whipped for like 13 hours, and it's literally just paste. Like it, it, I couldn't differentiate it from the paste that we use in in kindergarten. No, KFC is fine, but if I'm having fried chicken, I'm not going to KFC. I'm going to Southern Fresh right here in Safety Harbor, Florida. And you know Southern Fresh is a good place because they tell you when you order their fried chicken, which is the best fried chicken I've ever had, and I don't even like fried chicken, but they tell you when you order your fried chicken, they tell you point blank, it's going to be at least 45 minutes before your chicken comes out because it's cooked fresh to order. And it is the best fried chicken I've ever had. That being said, while you're there, have yourself a drink. They got a couple of craft beers that are there. Um, 
uh, Crooked Thumb right down the road is actually really good. And you get an appetizer, too. They have some really good apps. With that being said, no, Taco Bell. And Taco Bell is moving on. And we're moving on back to burgers. We've got five guys taking on Whataburger. And we're back at the top of our order. Nikki? Yeah, so five guys versus Whataburger. Um, to be honest, I don't love either. Mike's like, he's so upset with me. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought five guys was a, a little overrated. I thought that's a little greasy. Um, the fries were okay. And when I, I did spend a year in San Antonio, it was the only place that I ever saw a Whataburger. I'd never seen one before I saw it in Texas. Um, and everybody said how great it was and Whataburger was like the best burger. I, I found it eh. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Five Guys because I do think it at least has a little bit better flavor to the burger, even though it was greasy. Jeff? Yeah, so we've had the uh, the the fortunate pleasure of having a Whataburger here in Palm Harbor for a little while, um, and it was at the time where I was, I think, a junior and senior in high school. So there was plenty of time to meet for me to find places to go and hang out at. Um, and fortunately, I had a couple of friends who worked there. Um, so what we've got here is we've got two burger joints up against each other. What I've found, however, is that the best thing at Whataburger is their chicken. If you can get the chicken with the gravy and the toast, that's the best thing you're going to get there. But since this is really kind of a burger versus burger matchup, for me, what I want in my mouth is five guys. I heard it. Not touching that. We all did. We all heard it. Steven? He's so proud of himself. He's so proud of himself for that joke. Oh, no. my, my, fa- my favorite was the way he let it linger for a second and then just casually pressed the mute button. <laughs> oh, it's me. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to recover from this. Uh, Five Guys, I feel, is like a decent burger. It's like... If you went to somebody's home barbecue and they weren't a professional chef and they produced you a Five Guys quality burger, you would think that they were pretty good at grilling in their backyard. But the guy grilling in the backyard isn't charging me $12 for a hamburger and some peanuts. Whereas the Whataburger burger is okay, but on the breakfast menu they have a honey butter chicken biscuit that is just complete chef's kiss. So... Off of the honey butter chicken biscuit, I'm going to go with the Whataburger. Whataburger picks up its first point of the night. Chris? Is it two to one right now, Marissa? That is correct. It is two to one. Okay, so um, the best thing about Five Guys, their burgers are actually pretty good. Um, if I'm gonna have a burger, they're not they're not bad. I don't I do not like the fact they wrap it in tinfoil, because that means all the juice in their burgers, which is actually really good, gets to sop into the bun and then become bun when I'm driving home becomes a mess because I'm not eating food at Five Guys. It's the same thing as Steak and Shake. I'm not walking in there to eat in your freaking freezing cold faux wood 
stools at your dirty tables. I'm no, I'm not doing that. I want to take my food home. By the time I get home, my five guys burger is soggy. And there's not a, I don't know how to get around that. I don't know what if there's a sol- solution to that. With that being said, what a burger is drive through. Uh, the Five Guys Burger is probably a better burger, and Five Guys gives you the bottomless fries, which is nice. Uh, it feels like bottomless fries because there's no chance in hell you can eat all those French fries. It's not going to happen. They literally, you order a large fry, and they give you a large fry, then two more large fries in your bag. This is dumped randomly throughout, which also makes the outside of my burger wrapper really greasy as well. With that being said, what a burger! The the honey chicken sandwich, the breakfast sandwich is amazing. It's so good. Their burgers are actually pretty good too. I like their burgers. Um, I get more burger at Five Guys, but I pay three times as much for it. The fries over at What a Burger are really good. Um, there's not one around here anymore. The only one, the closest one I know of, and it's not right, but the only one I know of is up in Tallahassee. But you know what? If I'm driving through Tallahassee, I'm getting off the interstate. I'm getting on Monroe Street. And I'm driving down to Whataburger. I'm grabbing myself a burger, and I'm heading back north. I'm getting back on I-10 because I'm leaving Tallahassee, presumably to go somewhere else. I don't know where. With that being said, no. Whataburger to me is the better burger, and my wife is rolling her eyes now listening to this. Would anyone like to use a buzzer beater? No? All right, Mike, it's all on you, dude. So there I was, young, innocent, a senior in high school. And uh, we had a seventh period class that was, was kind of bullshit. So a uh, buddy of mine says, uh, you, you want to skip class and go have a burger? I said, sure, where are we going to have a burger? He says, there's this brand new burger joint uh, up, the, up the road. It's only been open a couple weeks or something like that. Maybe it'd been a little longer. I don't remember. I don't know the exact specifics, but all I knew was that the burger joint in question was called Five Guys. It had one location, and that was the location that we had a burger at on that particular day in 1999. It was, at the time, the most delicious burger that I had ever had. And oh my goodness, uh, I'll, give, I'll give my dad's burgers a little credit, actually. My dad's burgers are still the best burgers that I've ever had, but it was the best burger that I had ever paid for. Uh, myself, my own money. And and to top it off, when I ordered the side of fries, he, he dumped the fries into the thing, and then he just takes an extra scoop and just dumps it into the bag. You know the way to a 17-year-old's heart, fellow 17-year-old that did that at that time. Uh, uh, yeah, what a burger. That's, that's a restaurant, right? They think they serve burgers. Five Guys should honestly win this whole thing. Five Guys is wonderful. Five Guys is... But to me, it's the little engine that could for that reason. 20 years ago, it was a restaurant that nobody had ever heard of that I ate at frequently as a senior in high school. And they only had like one or two locations in the Northern Virginia area. When I started moving to other places and they also had Five Guys, my mind was blown. Five Guys all the way. I'm sorry, what a burger. I, I have eaten you before. Your burgers are pretty good. You just never stood a chance. And Five Guys takes that matchup. And we're moving on to sandwiches. We've got Jimmy John's versus Jersey Mike's. And we're starting off with Jeff. You're darn right we are. So another interesting thing about this area 
is that uh, a lot of restaurants like to come in here and test out what they're doing, test out their menus, test out their validity. Um, there's just something about the Tampa area. So we've been lucky enough to get both of these restaurants here, I would say within the past five to seven years. Um, I don't think they existed in the area before that. Um, so I've had a lot of experience with both of these. And have preferred one or the other at different times. Um, there was a time several years ago when I was working at my, I guess, previous, previous job now. Huh. Uh, where I spent a lot of time going to Jimmy John's. Um, it was fast, freaky fast. Uh, and I knew I was going to get the same thing every time. It was just there. It was ready. Boom. We're good. But... I've had the pleasure of my in-law family introducing me to Jersey Mike's and then me taking it to a whole new level. Uh, there are so many good options at Jersey Mike's that I've had. I mean, I could easily go in there and order four or five different things that I would be happy with any day. So for me, this has got to be Jersey Mike's. And Jersey Mike's picks up a point. Steven? Can you hear me now? There he is. All right. Well, that's good. I needed extra time because I don't know which one I was going to choose for these guys. Um, so I, it's probably an unpopular opinion, though. I, I, Jersey Mike's is just the bread to meat ratio is just not right to me. There's too much bread going on there. And I've never been fully satisfied with the Jersey Mike sub. So. I know it's super popular, and I'm like the only person with that opinion, but I would much rather go to a Jimmy John. So I'm going to just go with my gut and stick with Jimmy John's here. And we're all tied up. Chris? Oh, God. I have a hard time separating Jimmy John's away from the ownership, people the people that own it, and the political views that they share. Um, because I, I personally kind of go down a completely separate path than they do. Uh, with that being said, I've had Jersey Mike's a couple of times. Um, every time I've had Jersey Mike's, my sandwich has been soggy. Uh, maybe I'm not doing Jersey Mike's right. Maybe Jeff needs to take me to Jersey Mike's and teach me how to do the Jersey Mike. I. The other thing is there's nothing to me appealing about eating in Jersey, so that's not going to help at all. Um, the The big thing for me is when I was a junior to the juniors yeah, my junior year in college is when Jimmy John's opened in Tallahassee. And my dad uh, had gotten some free Jimmy John's coupons because he had met one of the, the vice presidents, something like that. So he mailed me out literally like a stack of free sandwich coupons to Jimmy John's. And I was a poor college kid, so you know I ate at Jimmy John's a lot. Jimmy John's has a sandwich there called the Gargantuan. It's on an 8-inch uh, hoagie roll, and it's filled with every type of meat and meat you can think of. Then you can top it with pickles and onions and peppers and uh, lettuce. And that sandwich is delicious. So uh, putting there, just going based on the food quality and, and how freaky fast they are, I've got to go with Jimmy John's. But I will say, I haven't had Jimmy John's in years for that simple reason that I just I can't get past that. And Jimmy John's reluctantly picks up a point. Mike? Uh <laughs> So I 
I guess I guess I'll say two things. Number one, I I'm generally just not want to Google politics and fast food restaurants. <laughs> I mean, I I I I know you know a couple little things here and there, but uh, it's just it's not. I, I respect I respect I respect making decisions food decisions based on that. It's just not how I personally make my food decisions. I personally make my food decisions on if I want a sandwich, I'm not really gonna go to either of these places. Um, that neither one holds a particularly special place in my heart. Um, I am fairly certain that I have eaten at both of them, but I at least can say with 100% certain, I'm like 90% certain I've eaten at Jersey Mike's. I'm 100% certain I've eaten at Jimmy John's. So for that reason alone, I'm going to vote for Jimmy John's. And Nikki, you want to round it out for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I don't, I don't really remember either of these too well. Um, the only thing I kind of remember about Jimmy John's is um, on our second wedding anniversary, you know, pre-COVID, we actually had a, tickets to a little show called Hamilton. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. It was very, very small. Um, but we had tickets to the show. And, you know, the night before we had had this like fancy dinner at Burns Steakhouse and everything. But the night of Hamilton, we just kind of decided, eh, we'll just go eat somewhere. It won't be a big deal. Thinking like, okay, yeah, nobody has tickets to this little show. Um, yeah, everything was booked. So we ended up at Jimmy John's and getting a couple sandwiches, eating it before we went to go see Hamilton. So based on that memory, I'm just going to pick Jimmy John's. And we've got Jimmy John's overtaking Jersey Mike's. And we're on to our final match of this uh, this section of the bracket. And we're moving to seafoodish. We got Bonefish taking on Red Lobster. And we've got Steven with his opinion first. Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Mic drop. That's all you need to know. This is going to be Red Lobster all the way based off those damn biscuits. Chris? So I don't eat seafood, so my vote's up to the highest bidder. So anyone wants to throw some cash this way, now is the time to do that. No? Okay. Um, I've been to Bonefish once. Uh, I had their chicken. I went to Red Lobster a handful of times because my wife loves bottomless shrimp. And I had their chicken. But I also had their Cheddar Bay Biscuits. And I know they only give you like four on a plate for your entire table, but I always eat three of those four and leave my wife and everyone else at the table to split one because their Cheddar Bay Biscuits are amazing. They're so good. I've tried making them at home because their recipe is out there somewhere. Um, and it's not the same. Like they did whatever they do, whatever cocaine they're dropping into it. I want it. I just want like 30 cheddar. I want it right now. Um, and it's weird that I'm basing my entire decision on two seafood restaurants on the free biscuits they give you at the beginning, but the cheddar bay biscuits are amazing. They're really good. Um, the chicken's fine, but my wife loves their, their endless shrimp, even though she can only have like a serving. Uh, so no, I'm, I'm going with red lobster. I'm uh, on board with Steven here. Mike? So Red Lobster, their Cheddar Bay biscuits are phenomenal. But here's the thing about uh, having lived in Florida for as many years as I did and actually being a huge fan of seafood. 
Red Lobster seafood was actually very good when I used to order it in Virginia when I where I lived there before. Uh, you know, I would always get the captain's platter. It was all the deep fried stuff, and it, I thought it was fine. But then I went to Florida and had actual seafood, <laughs> and it just wasn't nearly as good. Bonefish, it, it's definitely a little bit more expensive. It definitely lacks the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. But to me, it's by far the superior restaurant. It was the restaurant that um, – we had one right around the corner from us when we lived at Safety Harbor. And if we were just looking for like a quick night out, you know, share, share a bottle of wine and, uh, you know, East have a good piece of fish, we would go to, we would go to Bonefish. My, my funny real quick Bonefish story is the night that I was, well, it wasn't the night I was going to propose to Nikki. It was the night that I went over to her parents' house to tell, her, tell them that I was going to propose to Nikki. And they just, they decided to pop open a bottle of wine to celebrate. So I had a bottle of wine over to her parents' place and I drove back and Nikki goes, hey, I'm in the mood to go out tonight. Let's go to Bonefish. And so I have to pretend that I have not had an, like half of a bottle of wine. I just had to work late. So I come home and I'm like, okay, sure. That sounds good. And so I'm sharing a second bottle of wine with my wife at Bonefish and trying to pretend like, nope, I'm completely sober this whole time. But like, that's what I associate with Bonefish among other things. But like, yeah, that was just our go-to. Like, I, I think, I think Bonefish is a, is a, uh, is a really good restaurant. So I'm voting for Bonefish. Mickey. Yeah, so when I I remember going to Red Lobster a lot, that was like that was a very special treat um, in our household. Like Red Lobster, and I mean, and their Cheddar Bay biscuits are delicious. They they are delicious. But I will tell you what, I make better Cheddar Bay biscuits. She does, and I will tell you the secret. It's two sticks of butter. That's what it is. It's two sticks of butter, a little cheese, a little self rising flour, I and some garlic. Come over. I will make you Cheddar Bay, Cheddar Bay biscuits. If we're going for seafood, it's bonefish all the way. I I don't. Uh, we've said before. I don't really love sit down chain restaurants, but I do crave their Chilean sea bass. It is so good, and they have the pan Asian, the yeah. pan Asian sauce. It's with the jasmine rice. It's delicious. So I will go to Bonefish hands down, and I will make you all Cheddar Bay biscuits. And Jeff, it comes down to you. Does anyone want to lodge their uh, their buzzer beater? Anyone? Okay. I don't think that I have ever had a Cheddar Bay biscuit. Uh, I don't obviously think I've ever been to Red Lobster before. Um, but no one has ever invited me to their home to have Cheddar Bay biscuits either. So I have no idea what a Cheddar Bay biscuit even is <laughs> or what it tastes like or this odd affinity that you non-seafood-like people enjoy about this biscuit that has cheddar and bay in it. Uh, But what I do know is seafood. And I imagine there's a reason I have never been to Red Lobster. And that's because it's trash. That's the only explanation. Therefore... In all my experiences, Bonefish has been outstanding. If you go there, get the Bang Bang Shrimp. You don't even need real food. It's amazing. You can have real food. It's also amazing. But Bonefish is great. Go get your biscuits elsewhere. <laughs> Cannot believe I forgot about the Bang Bang Shrimp. And it's half off on Wednesdays. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Bonefish takes that matchup. For the second half, 
to be fair, real quick, um, like my entire decision making matrix there was based on the Cheddar Bay biscuits. That's it. Like, I don't have a dog in the fight. I I don't know who has better seafood. I'll, Apparently, will, it's bonefish. I will fish. send you the recipe. I'm telling you, like, I, they're the best biscuits, and they're so easy to make. And I made them at home. Like, these are Red Lobster's Cheddar Bay biscuits, but better. You, you can send me that recipe, but you know Leah and I do everything. It's going to get used. They're, they're, like, the easiest thing ever. I'm telling you. Like, they take, like, five minutes. Nothing to them. Make, you send it to me, and I'll minutes. make them and take them to them. All right. I will. I will send it to you. All right, and we have finished out the second half, the second quadrant of our bracket. We've got Cracker Bell, Jack in the Box, Hungry Howie's, Waffle House, Taco Bell, Five Guys, Jimmy John's, and Bonefish, all moving on to the round of 32. I have been Marissa. I'm Jeff. I'm Chris. Nikki. Mike. And Steven is on mute again, my friend. <laughs> and Steven! <laughs> and we will see you for the third quadrant of our bracket. Have a nice night. <laughs>